let's look at, we're going to look at today, we've been on a journey for the last few weeks about joy. Um, unfortunately, uh, Tulio and Tammy got kind of snowed out, iced out, whatever. They'll be sharing next week on the joy that they were supposed to be speaking about this, well, two weeks ago. And then Joe Davidson um, came and shared with us, there he is, uh, last week about joy, and that was awesome, and I'll share a little bit uh, in in and out of what I'm sharing about that, but um, he just really just challenged us in that area of just really that, that joy that's within us uh, coming forth. And, and so when I was thinking about the joy in relationship to what I was going to share, um, I just kept reading the, I kept reading the Christmas story, and I kept getting stuck in the one spot where the angels, come, the angels come to the shepherds, and they come and they, they, they come and says, I bring, and I bring you something, and the something was good news of what? Great joy, what? For all the people. And I couldn't get off of that, all the people. I mean, that, that really is a theme I feel like the Lord is just saying. There's something about getting in our spirit for all the people. Number one, for you, but number two, for all the people, and I'll be sharing about that. If you didn't get a handout, uh, these guys have some, so raise your hand. I hope some of you got them on the way in, but if you don't, grab one. So we're just going to, I want to I read a, a few passages. Yeah. Joe kind of upped it, the, the scale last week on my PowerPoints, so I had to like up it a little bit. I had to add some pictures, creativity. I know it was, it's probably not as good as it is, but we don't compare around here, so that's good. So, um, but I did add some color. And, I mean, look at the next one. I mean, look at these ornaments. I mean, isn't that great? That's, pre- that's impressive, isn't it? I kind of happenstance on that one. I was trying to do some stuff with the green and gray and trying to mix it all, and then I hit that one. I'm like, hey, that looks like an ornament. That's great. All right, so we're going to read the read part of the Christmas story here. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. That was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house of the family of God. It just amazes me how God orchestrated this whole thing. I mean, because, I mean, had the census not been taken, he wouldn't have gone to Bethlehem, he wouldn't in Bethlehem, he wouldn't have the baby in Bethlehem, he wouldn't in Bethlehem, he wouldn't have gone, uh, you know, away to Egypt, he wouldn't have gone to Egypt, he wouldn't have come back to Nazareth where he was supposed to be from. You know, it's like, and, th- and then you start going backwards. I mean, you talk about like Ruth, Boaz, all that stuff. I mean, the lineage of how Jesus came into this world amazes me. I mean, just go go read about it. I mean, it'll have every facet of drama probably that you want, but that's the reality that, that God comes in and through all that and redeems it. That's the, that's the cool part of that whole thing. But it just amazes me how he gets all that happens. And, and even in Isaiah and everything Isaiah and Jeremiah and all those guys, they just prophesied about it, and it all came about just as it had to come about. That amazes me. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over the flock by night, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
for behold, I bring you. All right? What did they bring? What did, what did they bring the shepherds? Now, you know the shepherds, I mean, in that, in that day, they're usually, you know, thought of as the poor of the poor or, you know, poorer uh, of, of that clan, you know, the, of the people. And so, you know, all of a sudden, he, they show, this angel shows up to the shepherds. Now, what could she give the low of the low? What could, what could she give that would empower them and build them up to a place that they need? Well, it is. It's that what? Good news of great joy, which is what? For all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's good news. That's, that's something to get joy, joyful about. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts singing, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men. And then I missed this. Somehow I missed this. I've, I've read this forever. You know, we've all heard the story, Glory to God. I mean, y'all, have always, y'all have, we've sing about that in Christmas songs, Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth among men with whom he is pleased. I miss that for some reason. I'm like, you know, if I, if just thinking off, my, off the cuff, I'd be like, well, Jesus really sent, I mean, God really sent Jesus to earth because he was pretty upset with men. He needed to get us, he needed for us to have a Savior. <laughs> and he, we did need that. We did need a Savior. But the thing is that, wow, I missed that part. Like, he sent Jesus to, to men whom and who he was please. So sometimes I got to receive that, that ultimately me as a son and you as a son and daughter, we have to receive that ultimately God's pleased in us. He was so pleased that he sent his son. So, because I I think a lot of what I would say is he was so displeased that he sent his son. That would have been probably the remark before I read that again. No, he was so pleased with you that he sent his son. That's what I love about that. I love about God. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry, found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger, just as the angel told them. There you go. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which they had been told about this child. Can you imagine Mary and Joseph? You're like, what angel appeared to you guys and told you to come here and tell us that, again, what we've already know, that this is, I mean, it's a good confirmation, isn't it? I mean, seems like it. Um, and all who heard it wondered at the things which they were told by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these. I, I love that. All who heard it wondered at the things which were told by the shepherds. They really hadn't, that's, that's kind of a situation where you hadn't really received it. You're just like, Wow, that's cool. Uh, I'm not sure I want to participate with that, but that is amazing. <laughs> you know. But all of a sudden, Mary said, no, she, but Mary treasured all these things. It's kind of like back, going back to what Pat said. You know, it's not about the, um, what, uh, what word did he use? It's not about the, somebody, anybody help me out? Um, awareness. Is that what the word he used? I think it was. <laughs> awareness. Um, but it's about pondering these things in your heart, knowing them, getting them deep in their heart, 
pondering them in her heart, the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as was told them. That's good news. I mean, that's the good news of great joy for all the people, for all the people. Because I love this, this Hebrews 8 passage. Uh, good news of the new covenant was that. It was for all the people. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind. I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's good news right there. This is even better. I mean, it's not better news, but it's just as good news. The next statement. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For what? All shall know me from the least to the greatest. So I can probably put you, each one of you, I can probably put in that, right? Least to the greatest. Are you in that? Now, some of you might think that you're the least. Some of you might think that you're the greatest. You might want to reconsider that. But... uh, but you might want to reconsider this over here, too. Some of us think a lot less than we should think of ourselves, right? But somewhere in between there, at least to the greatest, you're in that. So what do you have an opportunity now for? The new covenant. The new covenant that Jesus brought, that God brought in the new covenant was that you will know him. You get a chance to know him. The shepherds get a chance to know him. Just as much as the magi did. Rich to the poor, it didn't matter. They all, we'll all get to know them, at least to the greatest, if we want to say that. For I will be merciful to their iniquities and will remember their sins no more. That's good news of great joy for all the people. Um, I want to share a testimony. I think this is the next one. Um, yeah. Most of y'all, some of y'all in the second service don't know this guy because uh, they always come to the first service, but uh, Rick and Bev Hickman. Uh, Rick Hickman's the one on the left. That's his daughter. He's hugging. Bev Hickman's up in the uh, top with her, their two grandkids. And um, if you haven't gotten a chance to know them, you should. Um, but I want to share a story. Um, it's my favorite Christmas story of all time. Uh, it, it has greatly influenced my life, and I will never be the same because of it. Um, nine years ago, um, Ron Bernard used to do Chi Alpha Ministry. So in Chi Alpha Ministry, they um, was anybody a part of that? There was a couple on the first service. Oh, you guys! Well, you you guys were part. Were you were you part of it nine years ago? No, not that. Okay, I didn't know if y'all were in part in on that one. But this was actually they did Radford, Kyle, Radford and Tech. He did both. And so at at Radford, they had um, through a local church. I realized Steve uh, Steve Wheeler was a part of a local church that they helped Chi Alpha get this storefront in Radford. Okay, you know, if you go downtown Radford, there's all those storefronts. And the one right uh, the one right up from Subway, they, they had that one. And so they would just do, they would do kind of outreach or they would do kind of gatherings together. Well, they were doing a, a Christmas outreach uh, May 8th, as I remember hearing it, May 8th, uh, nine years ago. What was that? <laughs> Can I subtract real quick? Uh, whatever that was, 2004. Um, so... That morning, so I was going to go to this um, Christmas party that they were having for the Chi Alpha, and that was at Radford. I just hung out. With, I, somehow I got involved in, in hanging out with Ron, and I would just go to these go to meetings, and I got to know quite a bit of the Chi Alpha crew. And so we ended up, I ended up going up to this Christmas party. Well, when I got there, I met this guy that was over to the right. Uh, there was a couple people around him. I met this guy. Well, they had met this guy earlier. Um, somehow, you know, as he was walking down the street, it was a homeless guy. 
it was, there was a homeless guy walking down the street that started to sprinkle. Well, when he got right in front of the, I'm just this is what he said. When he got right, right towards the front of that Chi Alpha place, it started to pour to a place he couldn't even see, like to a place you couldn't even see. So he just got up in under the canopy of the Chi Alpha Ministry House. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, there happened to be a guy in there. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. Uh, and they, and so all of a sudden that guy saw this homeless guy and said, "Come on in," you know, and invited him in. You know, he sat down and talked, you know, and they got him some food. And so um, he ended up, was like, hey, I'll stay. You know, they, they said, why don't you stay and go to the party tonight? So that's when I walk in. I walk in, and there he's sitting. And so I'm, I introduced myself, said, hey, how's it going? You know, this, that, and the other. And so the party goes on. We do, we eat and do all that stuff. And then, you know, Ron Bernard just starts sharing. Of course, he, he shares everything he does. But, you know, he... He starts sharing, and then at the end, he did an altar call. Now, I want everybody, have you ever, have you been to a Christmas party? How many of you have been in here? Christmas party, and I had an altar call. Okay, just check it. Uh, that's what happened. <laughs> he did an altar call. That's, that's Ron Bernard. <laughs> just evangelist at heart. Because he knew that God wanted to touch this guy named Rick Hickman. So, guess what? Who gave their life to the Lord that day? Rick Hickman. And it was awesome. We were able to um, begin to share with him. We were able to put him in a hotel that night. Rick and Ron went back the next day and shared with him. Um, Basically got delivered free of alcohol. He's been an alcoholic for 40 years. Never touched a drop since. I mean, just amazing testimony. You can clap. That's good. (laughs) That's what to take joy in. I mean... It was so amazing. I mean, God just orchestrated so many good things. I mean, and they have been here nine years. Every, the coffee that you drink, I mean, whether you like it or not, really doesn't matter because the problem is they don't, they don't have much to do with that. We buy whatever we buy. But if anybody wants to donate to a better fund, feel free. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I don't drink it. So <laughs> if you had sweet tea back there now, I would be all about it. But um, I would definitely make sure it comes from Chick-fil-A or, or at least McDonald's. Chick-fil-A, definitely. Sorry, I would pay for that. No, I'm just long time, long time. So anyway, so they, every, every week, faithfully, for the past at least eight years, they have served this body by coming and doing that for, them, for you guys. So you got to realize, I mean, it's not, I mean, just the testimony of their, uh, of their lives even before us, even just having a heart to serve. Uh, it was funny, Bev told me, it's funny, um, Bev and Rick lived together for nine years, and Bev kicked him out because he was just a drunken alcoholic. You know why he was a drunken alcoholic? Number one, because he, he was already drinking beforehand. But what really spurred it on was his one-year-old daughter passed away with a, a disease of some sort, uh, a heart disease, and just threw him off, I mean, threw him over but that's the guy for all the people. I mean, I started, man, as soon as I got that phrase, all the people, I thought of Rick Hickman. I'm like, he's changed my perspective. Every time I look at a homeless guy, I don't see a homeless guy anymore. I see Rick Hickman. I'm like, it's amazing. Like that, it gives me the courage sometimes to go up to those type of people and say, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, because I know there are Rick Hickmans out there that need that. I mean, he was here as a homeless guy. But it was funny, she kicked him out. And, of course, you know, months, months and months after she got kicked out, he had been living in 
whatever he could find. He'd been living in, you know, garages, you know, garages that were run down or wherever he could find. Basically, he was living. And uh, so, of course, it was awesome because the... It just so happened that I had in my apartment on the side of our house, the lady moved out and paid for a month in advance. So I had a whole month that he got to stay in our apartment and just hang out, and then we helped him get a job. There's a, I wanna, I'm going to get him to come and share his whole testimony at some point, so I don't want to ruin it all. But the cool part about it is that Bev told me this morning, I didn't realize this, because I thought she had gotten saved at the same time, but really she caught... She, on her birthday, she didn't have anybody to go out drinking with. So she's like, well, I'll just call Rick back up. I know he'll go drinking with me. Well, he, she calls her, and he said, oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with you. And so when she said when she went to pick him up from, that, from the cottage, the house, she said she just, when he was drinking, I mean, he had psoriasis, so he just had all, I mean, he was just messed up. He just looked rough. This, that, and the other. I mean, he came out clean-shaven. All his skin was just baby soft. And this, that, and the other. She was just there, and she's just like, what in the world has have you done? And, and so he just started talking. She's like, we're not going to a bar tonight, are we? <laughs> <laughs> and so he just shared with her. He said, you know, you know, you know the Lord's been with you. You know the Lord. Uh, you know what he did for you. I mean, and he shared with her, and she got saved because of that. That's his wife now. They got married like two or three months later. It was ridiculous. I mean, the testimony of what happened in that story was, I love it. So anyway, the Higmans are definitely a Christmas place in my heart of joy, great joy. Every time I see them, it's great joy because that's what it is. It's for all the people. All right? So I, I had to share that. I tried to get him to come this morning, but he was he had to work. They called him into work, so... But even from remembering from last week, you know, I was thinking about what is, what is it that makes the Lord joyful? What is it that could create joy in the midst of a, of a cross for Jesus? You know, in the midst of facing a cross, what, what gave him joy? Because he did say in this place. So from last week, y'all should have remembered. Go on to the next one. And from last week, y'all should know what does give him joy. Us, right? Go on to that one. There, there it is. I stole one from him. <laughs> you weren't in here, but I said, man, you up the, the scale on PowerPoints. I had to throw in some color this week. So, But what was it that made God joy? What, what was the joy that was set before him? Go on to that scripture. We have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin which easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the what? For the excruciating pain that he went through before him, went to the cross. No. Somehow he wrote that word in there. I'm not sure how that got in the Bible, but I would not have used that in describing what he did when he went to the cross, but he did. He said, for the joy set before me, you, and 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 you, for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. He did. He came at as, as, as he did, and he, he went to the cross for, for what? All the people. I want to show a um, video. Um, how many of you have watched Nativity before? All right. How many have not? Maybe that's not. If you haven't watched, good, because this is the, because you, you won't be bored. You shouldn't be bored anyway, but this is the end, this is the end, of, the, the end of the scene, and it's when, you know, they just had Jesus, and then the shepherds, and of course the wise men, and of course, cover your 
Cover your kids' ears if you haven't shared the fact that the wise men did not show up at the manger scene. Did I, am I blowing anybody's cover so far? <laughs> Sorry if that blew your bubble. They, they weren't really at the manger scene. They came a couple months later in a house. Yeah. So that's so funny. I, I used to do the, these youth quizzes. It was a Christmas quiz. And it was so funny because everybody, I, was, I would always ask them, how much do you think you know about Christmas? They'd be like, oh, man, we know it. We got it. And none of them ever passed it, I promise you. They never passed it because it had questions like that. You know, how many, how many uh, shepherds showed up at the manger scene? They'd say three, and they'd say, well, or sorry, wise men. What did I say, shepherd? Uh, how, many, how many wise men showed up at the manger scene? Of course, all of them would say what? Three, of course, it doesn't say three. It just says wise men showed up. Everybody says three because there's what? Three gifts, All right? So they would fail that question, and then, you know, they, they, the wise men showed up at the manger scene, right? Wrong, you know, things like that. But don't let that ruin your, you can, you can, you can keep this scene right here. That's fine. Because it, 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 show, it, show, it, does, it does help out on the Hollywood side of things. And, and the nativity story, they did they did such a great job. Of, and I want you to catch, man, I, you might want to get a Kleenex. I had to get a Kleenex again. But catch, catch the interaction between Mary and the shepherd. And then catch the interaction of the third wise man. Uh, because the, uh, on the trip, if you watch the whole story, he's basically a man that doesn't believe. Like, he's like, I don't know why we're going. I mean, they traveled from afar. When you, when you hear that... Uh, we three kings who traveled afar, yeah, they did. I mean, it was a long ways. So he was very skeptical that they, when they got there, they were going to see what they thought they were going to see. And so it just amazes. They did capture those two people really well. Um, and so we're going to play this. David, turn it up just a tad. How's your faith now?
been given the strength they prayed for. Strength from God. He is for all mankind. We are each given a gift.
gift of myrrh to honor thy sacrifice. gets me i think it's just because of the fact that you know from the lowest of lows to the magi or maybe the highest of highs you know that jesus has impact on all you know on all of us all right so going from that we're just going to spend just a few minutes just talking about four real simple things i believe uh, in relationship to uh you know our faith you know what is this joy that's set before us oh yeah i just put some stuff up there i mean that's that's the good news of great joy that jesus had so much joy before him in us that he was willing to pay the ultimate price and give his life up it was the great joy that empowered him to take up the cup that he asked the father to let pass from him if there was any other way it was that great joy that empowered him to take the excruciating beatings on his body to a point where they couldn't even recognize him because he knew it would be a doorway for us to be healed and redeemed. It was that great joy that empowered him to endure mocking and spitting in the face in order that he might be declared the true king of kings and lord of lords. And, and so, you know, that's, that's what it's about. And so if you got your notes, just keep following along. Um, somehow I've lost where I'm at. There it is. I shoved this piece of paper before. Um, Walking in the good news of great joy. Uh, the first one is just, and like I said, I pray that you grab the simplicity of this. The great joy is in his salvation. All right? We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on these, but taking joy in his salvation. Look at this Psalm 95, 1 through 3. Oh, come, let us sing for joy for the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. There's a place that, you know, let us sing for joy. Let us shout joy for the rock of our salvation. Even this next one, Psalm 51, 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Sustain me with a willing spirit. There's a place I felt like the Lord is really just saying, there's just times in here and we need to ask the Lord, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's every day, but... We need to ask the Lord to restore to the restore us to the joy of our salvation. You know, it's funny. This week probably was one of the harder weeks of my year. Imagine that. You know, speaking on joy, and if I had to say circumstantially, I had zero to rejoice in this week. Other than you know, I hung out with some of you guys maybe, but not for me personally, you know, nothing to joy speak of joy. And the Lord kept reminding me every day, 
He's like, this is, this is where you have to get the joy. Like you had, and I think that's what Joe was, you know, Joe started us off with kind of just a remembrance of, you know, the Brandon Brinkley, Henry, and um, Alger, Steve Alger, and, you know, and, and situations where that definitely is, we don't, we don't like that part of life. But somehow, even in that process, we got to continue to walk in this place of joy in that uh, and find that joy. Even this week, the Lord just kept saying, I just kept asking God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And maybe that's something you just need to do this morning in very simplicity, just saying, God, I, I, just, I just need you to restore the joy of my salvation, the joy of this season, the joy of, that you just came in for a Savior. You know, that's what the angel said. For a Savior has been born this day. I love this Chronicles. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from Christmas to Christmas. From, you know, resurrection day to resurrection day, right? No, not from Christmas to Christmas. It is from day to day. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Tell of his glory among the nations, his wonderful deeds among the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, that the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength, I love this, strength and joy are in his place. I like that. I mean, strength and joy are in his place. So maybe if you don't have strength and joy, you just need to get in his place. Get in his presence. In his presence, there is what? Fullness of joy. We hear that a lot. That's where, that's where it's at. That's where we've got to, got to go, to him. So being able to take joy in salvation, you know, it's simple. But I, I just ask you, what's the last time you asked for that? When's the last time you said, hey, God, just restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I need to get back to that. I need to get back to that place. Because I, I don't know. And if you haven't been saved, this is a great day to do it. Awesome day to do it. You know, get in that place where you can experience the joy of the Lord, experience who he is. It's a great day to get redeemed from this world. Um, so taking joy in salvation. Second one is just taking joy in his redemption. I love these passages because they're out of Jeremiah and Isaiah. They're, they're, they're like trying to tell these people, hey, this is coming. It is coming. It is coming. You know, they're proclaiming these things about God redeeming. Uh, I love this Jeremiah passage. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and redeemed him from the hand of him who was stronger than he. That's good news, right? We need, we need to overcome those that are stronger than us. They will come and shout for joy on the height of Zion, and they will be radiant over the bounty of the Lord, over the grain and the new wine. I think that's where we're going. Yep. I didn't number my pages, so... Um, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd, and over their life they will be like a watered garden, and they will never languish again. The virgin will rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy, love that, and will comfort them and give them joy for their sorrow. I will fill the soul of the priest with abundance, and my people will be satisfied with my goodness. That's great good news. Great joy for all the people. You know, that there's a place that I can be satisfied, not with materially what I have in this world. I don't have to be satisfied with just uh, things and situations in life. I can be satisfied with his what? Goodness. 
His goodness. I want to be satisfied with His goodness. I love this Isaiah. Remember these things, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I have formed you. You are my servant, O Israel. You will not be forgotten. I have wiped out your transgressions like a thick cloud and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to, return to me, for I have, what? Redeemed you. This is the same word that's the kinsman redeemer. Y'all, gone, y'all read Ruth and Boaz? I mean, that's the same word. When Boaz redeemed Ruth to a place where she couldn't be redeemed unless Boaz did it. And then Boaz didn't even have a right to do it unless his the other person that was in line for that gave him that right. But all of a sudden he said, I want to redeem her. And that's, that's the same word that God, he is, for I have kinsmen redeemed you. I have paid the price for you and taken you into my family, and now you're mine. That's what Boaz did with Ruth. You know, I've taken you in. And the cool thing about it, guess who was the lineage of that whole thing? Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you couldn't have orchestrated something like that. I mean, that's what I love, just the, the, you know, I'm a mathematician, but the odds of all that happening are like zilch, none. Like, you, if you put it on a map, it would be point zero way out there of that happening. But it happened because Jesus is who he said he was. was. Return to me, for I have re- kinsmen redeemed you. Shout for joy, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout joyfully, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into a shout of joy, you mountains. So wherever you're at, guess what? You can rejoice. Shout. It said in the heavens, you can shout. If you're down in the lower parts of the earth, if you feel like you're there, you can do a shout of joy. If you feel like you're in the middle somewhere on the mountain, you know, shout for joy. There's a place that God, I think God even declared that because wherever you're at, you know, shout for joy, shout for joy. Isaiah 35, the wilderness, the desert will be glad. <laughs> the wilderness will rejoice. Wait, wait, is he talking about the wilderness? Is he talking about the desert? Ooh, how, how does that happen? The wilderness and desert will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the meadow flower. It will blossom profusely and rejoice with rejoicing and shouts of joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Encourage the exhausted, strengthen the feeble, say to those with an anxious heart, take courage, fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance, the recompense of God will come, but he will save you, he will save you. Then the eye of the blind will be open, that's good news, ears of the deaf will be unstopped, that's good news, lame will leap like a deer, the tongue of the mute will shout for joy, for waters will break forth in the wilderness streams in the desert. The scorched land will become a pool. Man, look at how all this, I mean, but it's not starting from a good point. It's like the desert to the pool, you know, scorched land, thirsty ground, springs of water, the haunt of jackals, whatever that is, uh, its resting place. Grass becomes reeds and rushes. A highway will be there, a roadway, and it will be called the highway of holiness. Unclean will not travel on it. The one who walks... But it will be for the one who walks that way, and fools will not wander on it. No lion will be there, no, no vicious beasts. They will not be found there. But I love this. But the redeemed will walk there. The redeemed will walk there. That's what I'd encourage you. There, there's a place that God wants to just put in our hearts. Thankful. Like, take joy in your redemption. 
Take joy in the fact that you couldn't be redeemed and Jesus came and was your kinsman redeemer and he redeemed you from the pit of whatever you were in. And maybe if you're in the pit of whatever you're in, allow him to be the kinsman redeemer today and take joy in that, all right? Third one, taking joy in his freedom. Um, Ron, Ron uh, McCall sent me this scripture. It's a great one. I, I replaced it with the one I had. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, they're in captivity. We were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was what? Filled with laughter. Our tongue with joyful shouting. They said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. You know, not only do they see it, but I need to see it. And that, sometimes isn't that the hardest person? Everybody else can see that you're blessed, but you can't. Anybody have trouble with that? I mean, if somebody had to say, Mitch, are you blessed? You know, everybody might say, well, of course. I mean, that's obvious. But do I always see that? Uh-uh. But so I need to, I need to take, take note, take uh, joy in that freedom that God has given me. Uh, restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears will reap with what? Joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping will again come with a shout of joy. That's good news of great joy for all the people, all right? The last one is just taking joy in his character. We speak a lot about God's character around here, but once again, in this season, I need to get back to, especially when I'm having a hard time and a hard season, um, you know, I need to get back to his character, what, it, what it's all about, his heart, um, because sometimes if I don't, I'll lose that. I'll lose that. So look at this Psalm 90, 14, even, even just a, a facet of his character of loving kindness. We, we focus on that one a lot. Oh, satisfy us in the morning with what? Your loving kindness that we may sing for what? Joy. Some of our days, a few of our days, a couple of our days, you know. Well, wait a second. When I focus and be, if I'm satisfied in the morning with his loving kindness, guess what I can do all the days of my life? I can sing for joy. Maybe if you haven't been singing for joy, maybe you need to go backwards one step and be what? Satisfied in his loving kindness. That's what I felt like as we were singing that song today, How He Loves Me. It's like, man, Mitch, just get the simplicity of that. If you can get that in you, and there's nothing that, there's just nothing that can stop. If I can get the fullness of that in there. Satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. You know, you, you think about 2 Timothy 1.12. Lee was mentioned this, this yesterday, and I just threw it in there because it kind of really goes with this. It's, For this reason, I suffer these things. And so he's, he's in a place of suffering. It's not a, sometimes it's not always, you know, even as Joe was saying, it's not always a, it's not the place you start from. It's, it's where you, what you get in the, in the process. So how can I have joy in that process? Because we're not going to be always able to change circumstances, but I sure can, well, I won't take that back. We won't be, sometimes we'll have to walk through circumstances, but I can change it by the environment that I bring. He showed us that last week. We, you know, we did a little laugh and it, you know, we all laughed and it felt good. I mean, didn't it feel good? I felt, I thought it felt good. You know, just to get laughter in my spirit, in my heart. For I know in whom, it says, I suffer these things, but I'm not ashamed. For I know in whom I have what? Believed. I know in the character of God. I know who he is. I know what he declares about it, even if my circumstances don't match up with that. Even if the situations in life don't try, try to say differently. Don't let those circumstances take priority and take, take over. 
even in James 1, these are those scriptures, I'm sorry, those scriptures that I wish he would just have ended it, started it and ended it. Consider it all joy when you, so that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. See, that, that's how I would have written the Bible there. Um, consider it all joy when you are perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Yeah, that would have been good, right? Just skip that, skip the rest of that. I don't no, we've got to read the rest of it, right? When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing, proving of your faith produces what? Endurance. Otherwise, I mean, the reality is, I mean, I can have a very shallow faith, and I won't have endurance. If I don't have endurance when the hard time, if the hard times do come, I'm not saying they will, but if hard times do come, then where am I at? Am I going to leave? Am I going to be like the, you know, uh, John 6 disciples when uh, Pat was talking about that, when, they, when Jesus said, you need to eat my flesh, you need to drink my blood. What happened with all the disciples? They were gone. I mean, just at that statement, they're like, whoa, this is a difficult statement. I don't think I can hang in with that. Like, that, that sounds too difficult. And, of course, then he asked Peter, do you want to go away too? And what was his? Peter got it right this time. He said, where else am I going to go, Lord? You have the what? Words of eternal life. And so there wasn't anywhere else to go. We don't have anywhere else to go. So when we do encounter various trials, I can count it, consider it all joy, knowing that the testing of our faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. I like that part. We all like that part. Um, but I, I just pray that, you know, even though even the season of dwelling places, it's been a lot of trial. But there are places I, I feel like the Lord's saying, Stand and continue to endure. Consider it joy, and you will be perfect. You'll be complete, and you'll be lacking nothing. And then when you have that to offer a lost and dying world, shoot, they'll come. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a no-brainer. I mean, if somebody's offering you perfect, complete, lacking nothing, I mean, if you see that's available, shoot, I'm there, right? People are there. So the last thing I wanted to speak is just this example of Mary. Uh, I love Mary in relationship to how they depicted her, and just I mean, she was just such a in the, in that story in that that's a movie. Um, but you can can you just imagine what she's going through? I mean, just at the beginning of that whole deal, where you know the angel comes and says, you know, you're going to carry the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I mean, none of us have had to go through that, and you don't, you know. I mean, when we found out we we're you know just pregnant in relationship to you know a child, I'm thinking. Wow, I don't know if I have it. I don't. I don't know if I have what it takes. Anybody? Else, any other parent? You know, if you feel like that, you're like, oh, geez, I'm not sure I can do that. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Even even by the fourth one, I wasn't. I felt like I wasn't ready. So, I mean, here's here's a 14, 15 year old going. Jesus just said you're gonna carry the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm like, wow, that's crazy, overwhelming. But she did really well with it. I mean, she really only asked. She's like, well, how is that going to happen? Because I haven't ever been with anybody. And then, you know, he said, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come and do it. So there's a place that God comes in and shows up strong. And then then she, you know, probably in a lot of ways, probably got ostracized, you know, in relationship to that. This movie does a really good job of portraying that. I mean, they kind of got ostracized, you know, because who's going to believe that? Who's going to believe that? I mean, that's kind of a hard one to chew on. Well, you know, this is what happened. You know, even Joseph was having a hard time. Even Joseph had to get, what, a dream. The angel came to the dream and to Joseph and said, hey, this is what it is. You can do it. 
you can you can go forward with it because by all stretch of the law he should have what put her away you know should have put her away you know so there's a place that God came and did that so I love this she goes at the time Mary rose and went in a hurry to the hill country so this is when she's going to go see Elizabeth and Zacharias who had their own crazy miraculous deal as well and that out of that came John the Baptist, right? So John the Baptist is a baby in her womb right now. So that's where you go. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, Jesus was even having an impact as an embryo, like a little, you know, embryo. You know, all of a sudden, even just in that, man, the leap, John leaped for joy in that. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, Man, she cried out with a loud voice and said, so much that she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would even come to me, be in my presence? Like, gosh, this is like, this is, you know, they're family. So it's not like they should have had this kind of weird, awkward thing. But all of a sudden she's like, Wow, for behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. I'm not sure how that happens. I mean, I guess they, you know, leap for joy. <laughs> I don't know how an embryo uh, <laughs> leaps for joy, but I was trying to figure that out. That's probably not something to figure out. But, you know, anyway, the baby leaped for joy in the womb. And I love this next statement. It says, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of that which was spoken to her by the Lord. I am running out I told myself I was going to show that movie at the end. I knew why. Uh, the Magnificent, and Mary said, "My look at what look at look at her response. This is before anything has even happened, other than she has found out that she has Jesus living within her. My soul exalts the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for He has heard." He has had regard for the humble state of the bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to his father, to Abraham and his descendants forever. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. I'm like, man, that's like, that's some, I mean, she's prophetically speaking some awesome, crazy, cool things. But that's because there was, there was that place of her receiving that joy. A joy even in the circumstance where she didn't understand. Circumstance of, hey, how am I going to do that? You know, I'm, I'm thinking I can't take care of a physical child. She's got to, she has to raise the what? King of kings and Lord of lords. How would y'all feel about that? <laughs> you're early in that stage, but it'd be like, oh my, you know, you're just figuring out how Dottie's, you know, just going to eat. So how am I going to raise the king of kings and Lord of lords? Oh my goodness. You know, but even in the midst of all that craziness, and she was able to exalt and declare for joy. You know, and she didn't even know the road that was ahead for her. It was hard. I, mean, I don't know how many of y'all get 
ride on a donkey. But if you didn't, I mean, the fact that they had to ride on the donkey to Bethlehem, then they had to go from there at Bethlehem all the way to Egypt, and then they had to come back from Egypt, back to Nazareth. You know, all that's, oh my, you know, crazy. You know, I'm sure they endured hardship, but for the joy set before him, her good news, great joy, really for all the people. And so that's that's the heart uh, today is really nothing really uh, crazy out there other than the fact that I think the simplicity of what God wants to do in relationship to God is redeeming or taking joy in his salvation, taking joy in his redemption, taking joy in his freedom, and taking joy in his character and who he is. Man, if we could do that in this season, we do that all the time, but if we can do that in this season, gosh, what a, what a season it could be. And I just felt like as we were going to close, um, did you get some? Come on, share it. Hmm. Um, it's just funny. I've, I've talked to several people, and it just has been a season of just really like pressing through, really just pressing through, and almost to a place of, there's just one passage that has just just continually just stood out to me, just in my heart, because I, I know one of my continual prayers, probably the last several years, is like, God, just restore the joy of my salvation. Like, just feel like just the things of the world just try to just press all of that out, you know, the joy, and really to even be able to see him as he is. And this one passage where, um, Joseph and Mary are taking Jesus to the temple, and you have Simeon, and it's just, there's just so much power in this simple interaction. You know, it says, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation. He's looking for the comfort of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so the the fact that this man, I mean, I don't, I don't know, he was pretty old, but really, like all of his life was worth seeing one thing. And um, And so he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, Then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, thou dost let thy bondservant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. And I think the thing that has just stood out to me is in this one moment, like he sees Jesus, and that's enough. That's it. Like, Jesus is the one. He is the answer. Like, he is all. He is, he covers it all. And I think, like, in this season for me, I know that's where I've really had to press through to that place of, like, Mitch was even talking about the simple, like, I think part of the pressing through is a searching. Like, it's a searching out to see him as he is. Like, he is the king of king and lord of lords. Like, the things and the pressures and the things of this world do not have a place over him and who he is. 
And I, I don't know, I just felt like the Lord just saying, like, see him, like, search him out for who he is. You know, don't settle for what you feel or what the enemy's trying to say, but press through and see him like he is our salvation. He is the answer for it all, and he is greater than all of it. So, so let's just stand. I just want to pray. Um, I'm just going to pray kind of an impartation of that, um, those four things. Um, thanks. I also wanted to ask this question because I felt very strong when that came up in the earlier service that um, God wanted to redeem like Christmas season today as well, or yeah, redeem it, restore it. Anybody just struggle with Christmas season? Anybody? I mean, just you just be honest. If you, if you struggle with the Christmas season, I just felt like the Lord was just saying that He's just going to redeem that like today. <laughs> like right now, um, that he just wanted to redeem this Christmas. Because a lot of times, like whether it's maybe either, maybe there's been some traumatic events or maybe there's just been, it's just a frustrating season because you just get overwhelmed and crushed under the, all the preparation and this, that, and the other that you can't ever enjoy it. But it just felt like the Lord was going to redeem that. So anyway, if you didn't raise your hand, you want to raise your hand, just receive this. So Lord, I just want to pray right now in Jesus' name over just even those that raise their hand and those that needs to raise their hand just right now in Jesus' name, God. You want to come in. You just want to restore, God, not only the joy of their salvation, but the joy of this season, the joy of life in this season, Lord, that, God, that they can just um, move past, Lord, if there has been some events, God, that there will be some restoration in that, God. If, if it's been from the heaviness of expectation or just things over this season, God, I just pray, we just pray that it be broken off and that they could really enjoy this season of life, season of Christmas, and Lord, just as uh, Pat was declaring, guys, it's a season of the greatest awareness. Well, God, I just don't want to be in that place of just cruising through this season. I want to be so inundated by who you are in this time, and just enjoy this this Christmas time. And so, Lord, I just pray that for for those that have. It hasn't been a great season of life. I just pray in Jesus' name it'll be redeemed. And Lord, I just want to, I want to pray for those four things right now. I just pray that you would restore unto each one in this place, God, even at the sound of my voice, God, restore unto them the joy of their salvation right now. In Jesus' name, God, I just pray that the joy of your salvation be redeemed and restored. If you don't know the Lord, I just pray today would be a day of victory. You can come find me after this service. Come find me. I will pray and get that uh, uh, squared away before, with, between you and the Lord. But I just pray right now for all of us that have been saved, we've had that moment of time that the joy of their salvation would be restored in Jesus' name. Really, really it's the joy of your salvation, God, would be restored in them, God. Father, I pray right now the joy of being redeemed, from the joy of being kinsmen redeemed, God, I pray would be restored right now into each man, woman, and child, God, knowing that, God, we couldn't do it on our own, and you came and you chose and redeemed us, just as Boaz went and chose Ruth and redeemed her. And, Lord, the, the fruit of that was so incredible. And God, it came all the way down to Jesus. That was the fruit of that redemption. So, Lord, I just know that, God, you're wanting to bring the restoration of the kinsman redeemer in this place in Jesus name and father I just pray right now the restoration of the freedom the freedom that we have in you the freedom that we've we have had in you and maybe we've kind of 
gone backward or we have lost that or whatever that looks like, I pray right now, redemption to that freedom. Yeah, redemption to that freedom. Whatever has tried to steal that would no longer steal. Whatever tried to destroy or kill that would no longer destroy or kill. But God, you would come and give life to that right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I just pray lastly that God, just that you would restore the joy of your character. God, where maybe death or maybe seasons of life or maybe circumstances have tried to malign or, 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 or try to come in and confuse that, I just pray right now you would redeem that. You would redeem the restoration of joy in who you are, joy in your character, joy in your loving kindness, that we would be able to sing and declare for all our days your goodness, that we would be satisfied with your loving kindness, that we would be able to sing for joy about who you are. So, Lord, I just pray those things over us as we, as we leave, as we celebrate this season. I just declare that, and we just ask in Jesus' name, God, these things would be done. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. A couple things, just once again, I encourage you to come back Tuesday, 6 o'clock, 6 to 7. It's real. It's only going to be an hour uh, for the service, for candlelight service. Uh, Tuesday, Christmas Eve, right? Christmas Eve. Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Uh, we will have two services next week. And I think that's it. Have an incredibly great Merry Christmas. If you want prayer or if something that I declared over there, you're like, man, I just need to have somebody agree with me personally. Come up and get prayer this morning. Otherwise, have a great Christmas. Love on somebody on your way out. Encourage somebody.